Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Hot Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handyman. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 4799336 the fans welcome into episode number 106 of the Hog Talk podcast my name is Kyle Sutherland alongside Kevin Bohannon we thank you as always for joining us and if you haven't already please be sure to subscribe to our podcast which you can find on Apple Spotify iHeartRadio wherever you listen we are there and Kevin no you are in Atlanta right now coaching the Arkansas prospects you're finishing up as we're recording a weekend uh, that you y'all played quite a bit of baseball. I know y'all got started pretty early um, on Sunday and Saturday as well. And talk about just some some things that you've seen this weekend and in the tournament, and if there's any possible Razorbacks that are or any possible Razorback prospects that are playing. Oh yeah, thanks, Kyle. And we are in Marietta, Georgia, right now. We're playing at Sprayberry High School. It's game three of our five pool set that we have that'll end on Tuesday and go into bracket play on Wednesday. But this is Perfect Games' big event. This is the WWBA, and that stands for World Wood Bat Association National Championship. And usually, pre-COVID, this would be a 350 to 319 tournament. It got knocked down to 228 this year, but there's still a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good prospects, and a lot of Razorback commits are here. You got Braylon Bishop uh, that's playing here. You got Cameron Leach. That's going to be an outfielder for the Razorbacks from Conway. You got some other guys as well. And then you got guys like Chase Petty, who plays for the Giant Scout team out of Florida. And he was 97, 98 on the bump and touched 100. He was the first 100 mile per hour pitcher in this event's history. So a lot of really good competition out here, including the most recent Razorback commit, Jason Jones from Texas. He's down here with his team. He's playing up in the 2021s this week. So it's a lot of good baseball to get out and watch this week. Let's stay on the subject of Jason Jones that you just mentioned out of Savannah, Texas, plays for Braswell High School and number one shortstop for 2022. Uh, I believe he's the number seven player overall, according to both of those stats, according to Perfect Game. And I know that the over, whenever you see a player that high of a caliber, when he commits to a certain college, the automatic response is, is well, he's not even going to make it to campus. He's going to get drafted and take that money. What would you say, what are some of the underlying of things that people don't consider? They just see those stats. Now, obviously, there's possible injury or they their draft stock goes down. But you being around baseball for as long as you have and, and coaching the prospects, just seeing the things that you've seen, what, what would you say are things that people don't really consider about when they automatically assume they're just going to go pro? So going back three or four years, and that's recent memory in a lot of people's eyes, 
you look and see, let's take Jaden Hill from Ashdown, for example. Dave Van Horn and his staff were all over him, but they thought he was going to go pro. And he ended up going to LSU. He was hurt his freshman year. And then he was going to play his sophomore year this season. Well, he's a top 10 consensus draft pick for next year on the mound. But these guys have a lot more at stake, and they can go to college for two years now. And I think Jason Jones' birthday actually plays to where he could be on campus for two years and then go pro. Nate Thompson and Coach Van Horn have done a really good job of selling the fact if you come to the SEC, if you come to the University of Arkansas, you have a chance to play the caliber of double-A baseball which that's the feeder into the major leagues these days. Plus, you you don't know what's going to happen with the draft. It's going to be shortened to 20 rounds again next year. So we don't know what the future holds. So these guys get locked in on their school of choice right now. So they have security there. That's the biggest thing. And then you look at, yeah, we lost Mason Wynn, Tink Hens, David Calabrese this year. And Caden Wallace was number 20 overall, but Caden was eyes number four, number five at one point. Nobody thought he would ever go to college. He's there. Robert Moore is there. We've got a lot of other guys like Nate Walgamuth, who's a top 50 player. So a lot of those guys that say he'll never make it to campus, we've got three top 40 prospects that are going there right now. So he's still got a couple of years to go. It'll be really interesting to see. He's a really good prospect. He's 6'2", 195. Uh, some of the guys that have been around him said he could be a prototypical catcher. He's just that athletic, but he could project in the middle corner infield spot or even in the outfield but the kid can swing it he's got a lot of juice in the bat he hits for average he's one of those five tool prospects that you really really want to have in your program and that just you know when you're a national powerhouse like arkansas is now and competing against the lsu's the vanderbilts of the world in recruiting you need guys like that to solidify your recruiting class and as you mentioned jason jones committed wednesday night to dave van horn and the razorbacks baseball team and that's he was just one of three uh, that we got overall. There, of course, there was two in football, one being Friday when Solomon Wright, the defensive tackle uh, from tiny VN High School, or VN Oklahoma High School, uh, just outside of Fort Smith, I believe, is, is it's a 2A school right outside of there, making that the 14th commit for the Razorbacks 2021 class. Of course, he flipped over from Texas Tech. And then Aaron Outley, one that a lot of people, especially around this state, have been watching the tight end from Little Rock Parkview. Little Rock Parkview's got a lot of multiple uh, different prospects. Of course, you've got Landon Rogers, who had been committed initially, decommitted, uh, I believe it was on July 4th. And still, Arkansas is in the mix there. And then you've got a couple more guys for 2022. But I, I got to say, I'm a little bit shocked. I'm not shocked that Aaron Outley picked the Razorbacks. I'm a little shocked that it happened now. Because I, I was told directly by Nikki Chavanel when I had guest hosted for ESPN Arkansas that day that he was definitely all hog at this point, it seemed. But he was going to take some more visits, wait till the fall. I wonder if maybe the uncertainty of college football season maybe weighed in and he just wanted to go ahead and get it over with and focus on other things. But was that something you were a little shocked of that he was, that he committed this fast even before the season started? I was shocked, Kyle. And hearing it through the grapevine and when it started coming down and I heard that and I was we had just got to Atlanta and I heard that hey it's gonna happen tomorrow most likely and I was like well then uh we we put a little teaser out there the other day on Twitter that you know we could be feeling really patriotic tomorrow come tomorrow so it really is shocking and with his offer list for a three-star to get that kind of offer list it, it's really good for the Razorbacks 
I wouldn't be surprised if they do play this football season. He does get a lot of good film out there that he could be bumped up to that four-star status. But it'll be just really interesting to see how it all unfolds. But I think he's in the fold for good now. Something else that we've gotten a lot of interaction from our followers on the Facebook page and even in Twitter, we, we just talked about Jason Jones and him possibly not being able to make it to campus, at least based on the fans' perspective overall. But we've also been, had a lot of three-star recruits in this football class, and there's a lot of people that have come back and said that's what gets you six, maybe seven wins. That seems to be an overwhelming opinion. And I was thinking about it. I know I mentioned it in our group text the other day, but this is just something that I pondered. With the uncertainty, again, of college football season this year, not just college football, but football in general, all sports, however you want to look at it, I feel like that we're going to see a pretty astounding amount of three-star caliber players that maybe feel like they're under the radar, have a massive chip on their shoulder. And then you look at the JUCO ranks as well that are going to get moved to spring, and that's going to... That's going to hinder these guys from enrolling early, which is what you typically see with JUCO players. So I could pause. This is just, again, maybe I'm thinking a little bit too far out of the box here, but I feel like that there's going to probably be maybe a couple of four and five star under five star overall players that maybe underperform because they are, for whatever reason, are complacent. But I'm wondering what kind of landscape that that's going to put for the recruiting trail for not just this season, but maybe into next year and how many players that we see get those, get those offers that they had wanted. I just, I feel like it's going to be a completely different type of competitiveness in the recruiting trail this year. Yeah. And if you look at recruiting scouting as a whole, you're going to have more three stars in general than any other star in the, in the rating system, because that's where, they, they tag these guys and say, okay, we haven't seen enough yet, whether it be game footage or in a combine setting to bump them up to a four-star or even a five-star rating. The, the five-star, it, it's it hallowed ground. Those guys, there's only 30 to maybe 40 every year. But you, you're right. You're going to see a lot of these three-star guys that have a chip on their shoulder. They're under the radar. They haven't been scouted enough because either, A, they had – not had enough playing time or B they haven't had the opportunity to get out in front of people. And with COVID going the way it is, you're not going to have those extra chances, whether it be at army combine or any of the under armor as well. So you're going to have these guys that get on campus and there could be a lot more diamonds in the rough than there has been in the past, just because there hasn't been the, the evaluation period, especially with coaches not being able to be on campus in the dead period. So We've taken what we can get right now, and to have 15 uh, commitments in this class already, I think the coaching staff has done a great job on selling the university and selling the vision and selling the direction that this program is going to these kids, and it's just on the way up. Yeah, and Tyus Martin, which we've mentioned him a couple of times on the podcast, the defensive tackle out of Jacksonville for 2021, was committed to Virginia Tech, decommitted, and then recently, as of last week, committed to Colorado. And I I feel pretty strongly that had the Razorbacks given him an offer that he would have committed there, but basically... What, that's another thing that Nikki Chavanel had mentioned to me when I'd asked her is what, what's the status on him because that was, this was about three days after he had decommitted from Virginia Tech and I'd asked if an Arkansas offer was coming soon and basically what she had said is that they were looking at more defensive linemen and they wanted to see 
his senior season. And we don't know for sure. It's looking like he'll at least get some film and, and along with the other guys, we'll get some film for this coming year. But I think that he probably just went, and this is just my personal opinion, just from the things that I had heard, I figured he went ahead, just did his commitment to Colorado. And, and I highly doubt, let's just say the Razorbacks come in maybe midway through the season. I doubt that he decommits and then commits for a third time, but he's just an example. I'm pointing him out because we've talked about him more than once that's just a, an example of thousands of guys across the country uh, that are really trying to get there, uh, get to that next star, get that extra offer that they had been wanting. But one another question that I was going to ask your opinion on is how, how often do you think that maybe the school that they, which I, I think I probably know the answer, but how often do you think that like maybe the school that they're committing to uh, has, has to do with the star ratings or just the ratings overall? For instance, like if a guy's committed to Arkansas, decommits, and then he decommits to Alabama. Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, commits yeah, to Alabama. Exactly. You've seen it in the past where you have a Josh Frazier out of uh, Springdale Harbor and then he, he gets that Alabama offer. Well, all of a sudden he's a four star. And he didn't do much at Alabama. He's on third, fourth string. But, and I've always said this, uh, a four-star in Arkansas is not the same as a four-star in Georgia or Florida or California or Texas. There, there's a little bit of, it's skewed a little bit. So you got to take what you see overall, and then you got to take what you see in a particular state. I wish it wasn't like that because I wish you could say a four-star is a four-star across the board but they have different traits that they look for. And going back to Tyus Martin, I think there was something that the staff at the University of Arkansas just wasn't sold on yet. And it, this is pure speculation, but I've seen it in the past where they see a guy that hasn't got his grades or he hasn't just performed as well in the football field as what they want in their program or what they're looking for, and that's why they've held off on offers. We had just in this past recruiting class, we had one kid that didn't sign, and everybody was like, well, what's the deal? Why hasn't he signed yet? Did his mom take the papers and run? No, it was, they were waiting for his grades to come up, and they were going to put him in a JUCO. I'm not really sure. I think it was a Parker kid, if I'm not mistaken. But that happens sometimes, and we're not privy to that information 100% of the times, but you can kind of read between the lines. There's a kid in state. He ends up going out of state. There was something that the Razorbacks weren't quite ready to pull the trigger on yet. So have faith and have trust in the staff that they're putting a product on the field that we can be proud of. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that was pretty much all we really had to cover for today. I wanted uh, There was a, just some pondering that I had had that I wanted to get your take on. And I know that has really been talked about a lot lately. That's one of some have been main, a lot of the uh, main conversations that we've had on our Facebook page was – about the three stars and about whether we'll see certain guys on campus. And it really kind of got me thinking a lot, just especially with the, the differences that we have this coming or well, this, this off season that we've had all uh, throughout and having no spring, really no fall practice. I, I know that the, some of the high schools have been in shirt and t-shirts and helmets and all that, but uh, definitely been way different than, than we're accustomed to. But Kevin, it was, uh, it was a fun little chat, and I know that uh, Porter has a interview with Greenville pl football player, a, a linebacker from there named Jordan Hanna. Um, he is another one of those guys that is an in-state prospect for 2021 who is trying to get his stock up. I believe right now, he per 247 Sports, he is the either the 16th or 17th ranked player for 2021, and uh, another one that's just hoping to 
have this season so that way he can continue to dra- to get his stock up for next year. But uh, that will be the next segment uh, with Porter Hayes interviewing him. For this segment of episode 106 for Kevin Bohannon, my name's Kyle Sutherland. We'll catch you guys next time. I am joined by 2021 three-star prospect out of Greenwood, Jordan Hanna. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I've been working all day, so I'm, I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> so so how has you know, the practice been since you've just now been able to have some full contact and, and all that, you know, coming off the hiatus? Um, I think our coaches have put together a real good practice plan. Um, we've been lifting, we've been doing agility, we've been doing um, our actual football stuff, all three of them, within an hour and 30 minutes every day. So I think our whole practice aspect of things and our coaching philosophy behind that has been extremely good. Good. Yeah. And I know, you know, come from a school like Greenwood, I mean, it's just, you know, you've made the state semifinals 14 out of the last 16 years. You had a 10 and two season last year, you know, and then you have a coaching change. So, I mean, you finished last year with 128 total tackles and nine sacks. So, you know, coming into your senior season, you know, what have, what's been the hardest part of getting used to like dealing with the COVID and the workouts and having to do things a little different than you normally would? Um, Just adjusting, I would say, has been the biggest thing for me because, you know, you're so used to uh, showing up to the to the GMAC is what we call it, which is where our weight room is. You're so used to showing up there and just getting a lift in, uh, no strings attached, just go in, go out. And they've had that locked up because of COVID. So I've had to make a few accommodations there. And um, I put in a home gym. I've been lifting there when I can't get into our facilities. So that's been one of the biggest um, things I've had to adjust to is just finding a place to lift. And and then on the other side of things, I think, um, you know, really expanding on my football knowledge has been a little bit tougher because I haven't been in full contact with my coaches that much. Yeah, I'm sure all that's been tough on a lot of kids. And, and that's the point I was going to bring up. You know, you, you got offered – Got an offer from Southern Miss. So, you know, coming into your senior season as a as a prospect that's trying to gain more offers and, you know, hopefully get that off from the Hogs and some other, you know, big D1 schools, how has that really affected you not only physically but mentally trying to prepare for not only getting those offers but this upcoming season? Um, I just think it's uh, fueled me more than anything. Um, you know, there's there's doubt placed in my mind you know, from the media, from everything else, saying that we might not play. And I just – I kind of set that all off to the side, and it just makes me work harder. Um, it's been it's been tough trying to, um, you know, kind of get in front of coaches due to COVID. Um, they've – you know, campuses are shut down. Coaches aren't recruiting as heavily during COVID. And so that's just been the hardest thing for me is just getting in front of coaches. Well, the good thing is at least they're still having some camps. You know, you recently went to the Monster Camp, and they, they said a lot of good things about you and, and your development, you know, and especially, you know, your coach had a lot of good things to say. So how, how did you feel about going down to the Monster Camp? Um, I, I felt good about it. I uh, I got to wake up at 6 in the morning, drive down to, to Little Rock, and uh, got to compete a little bit against competition in state. Um. 
I felt like my time in the weight room and my time on the field that I'd been putting in before that has, has slightly pay, paid off. But, uh, you know, I'm still looking to improve and um, expand on myself. Now, now, last year, you you mainly played defensive end, right? Yes, sir. So now this year it says that you're going to try to, you know, do a little bit of defensive end and outside linebacker. Is that because of the new scheme with the new coach, or is that just to kind of get no. you familiar with a different position just in case somebody wants to recruit you at the next level? Um, I think the biggest thing of it is just being more versatile in our scheme. So we're not we're not switching up our scheme too dr- dr- drastically. Uh, we still have the same defensive coordinator and all. And so he just kind of wants me to be able to move around and be able to cover and be able to rush um, without change of personnel. And that's the biggest biggest thing about it is being able to be fast and efficient on the field and not have to change out players um, every time we get a new uh, set thrown at us. So has there, there been much change since, of course, you know, the legendary Rick Jones, you know, he, he announced his retirement and moved on from Greenwood. Has there been a new any, – any change with the new coach and Mr. Young? Um, I wouldn't say so much of change. I just think uh, there's been more um, improvements on what Rick has already established here at Greenwood. I think Coach Young has really tried to involve the players more with decisions made with the team. I think Young has um, done his best to kind of be a player's coach. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, we have we've had Drew Morgan on. And we've talked to your brother and, and we've noticed, especially like with Tyler Wilson and all the people that's come out of Greenwood. And I, I kind of joke to the other guys on the podcast, that there's just something in the water in, in Greenwood. I mean, you have a very good reputation, but not only that, it's like there's a certain standard when it comes to character. And I've noticed that from everybody that their character. So how much does that mean to you that, you know, not only that, do people see y'all as a football school, but yet they know that Greenwood's producing young men as well? Um, I'm, I'm thankful for it because it makes it makes me look good and it makes my peers look good that are from Greenwood. Um, just based off how they go about their business, you know, in the classroom, on the field, and with everything they do, they try to do it at the best they can. And they really strive for uh, excellence there. You know, you're getting pushed and uh, – it's good for you. I enjoy it because you know it. It puts me in a position to where I can develop. Yeah, and is there a lot? You know, I've always wanted to ask. You know, a player this from Greenwood. Is there that added pressure? You know, you walk into that GMAC as you you call it, and you see the state titles and all the all state and all the greats who've come through. Because you know, in my opinion, you know Greenwood is one of the top, if not the top program as a whole in the state so is there an added pressure to really live up to that that hype for your team coming into this senior season um there's there's no pressure at all I uh, I feel no pressure at all just because you know we've been doing it since we were younger you know you look at our seventh grade teams they're they're winning conference and they're winning all their games <clears throat> so we're used to win. winning's not new for us and I think we just we get really upset when we lose just because we've been so accustomed to winning. Yeah. And I've even noticed like, a, you know, I've got kids that they go play in the, the little league over there and it's, it seems like from third grade up, it's like they got the high school playbook. So, you know, it's, I, does that help? Like when you were a, a bullpup, did y'all run the same thing as the high schoolers back when, 
when you was in grade school? Yeah, so we ran a lot of the same stuff, um, you know, same same philosophies, and it just kind of trickles up the system. You know, you get you get into seventh grade, and you're learning the exact stuff that's installed in the high school. So from seventh grade up, you've got um, the high school playbook in your mind. You know, you've got the defense scheme in your mind. And once you get into high school, it just makes it that much easier just because you've um, already learned it throughout those years. So, you know, going to Greenwood and having that reputation, you know, what is it like, you know, when you step on that field every Friday night that that other team, you know, you're going to get their best shot because of the respect that every you know program around the state has for Greenwood? Um, I, I hold a lot of pride in it. I like when uh, to give it their best shot and I want their best shot. Um, because that's what it's going to take, you know, and, uh, they don't come out with their best shot. They know that they know the end result. Exactly. Uh, and of course, you know, with COVID now, we don't even know when the start of the season is. So, I mean, how, how hard is that mentally to prepare when you, when you really don't know when you're going to play or if you're going to play? Um, it's, it's not too bad. I've kind of came with ter- to terms with it. I'm just, uh, taking it day by day, focusing, working hard, trying to get my body right for season, um, trying to get my mind right for season. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, you know, I'll be disappointed, but it is what it is. So what can we expect out of the 2021 Greenwood Bulldogs? I mean, coming off, you know, the semifinal loss and, you know, like I said, 10 and two season, you know, coming in with that chip on your shoulder, ready to ready to win another state title for Greenwood. You know, what can we can we expect out of the team? Um, you can you can expect um, nine out of the eleven starters on defense coming back. Um, you can expect um, a new offensive line. Uh, you can expect um, high standards. You can expect that we will uh, we're gonna win. You know we have a good team this year. I think so even more than we did last year, and I think a uh, you know, the 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 way we're going about it this year in the offseason is just completely different than we were last year. Um, our seniors in my class, you know, they've taken it to a new level. Everybody's pushing each other every day. We're all giving it our best shot every day in the weight room and on the field and in practice. So I'm, I'm excited for a season. I'm excited for uh, for December. So going back to the, the recruiting aspect of it, you know, what what would it mean to you to be able to get an offer from the Hogs? Um, it, it would mean a lot, definitely. You know, I've I've lived here my whole life, and the Hogs are probably my favorite team on this earth. But you know, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm I'm not gonna hang my head on it. Um, I'm gonna go chase opportunity, and whatever presents itself presents itself. Yeah, I, I believe it. That's awesome that, you know, that you, you're just wanting to play somewhere. I think that's a lot of kids, you know, they, they have their expectations set to a certain level. And if they feel like they're not met, they feel like it's, you know, kind of a disappointment. So for you right. to say, hey, look, man, I'm just wanting to go play somewhere at the next level. That really shows your character and, and you're willing to keep on playing football. So. But man, Jordan, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate having you on. Good luck to the, the Bulldogs this year, and hopefully we'll we'll see you up on the hill here pretty soon. All right. Thank you for having me on, and I appreciate it.
Well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast with Porter Hayes and Jordan Hanna. That was a good episode, good interview. Whooping. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.